want to show you that that video sizzle real quick too. So for some reason on my display, when it's showing your testimonials, do you see what it's doing? Oh yeah. That's all right. It's, it's, it's formatted. So no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's awesome. We'll be using it. Yeah. Um, but cause people will get the idea, but I just wanted to make sure to, to get that back to you because the results that you're driving for people are phenomenal. And I love how well you put that video together. It was like, Holy crap. It's like he's been doing his videos all what? 12 years of your life. Oh, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Wow. Yes, actually. <laughs> I, have a, I have a whole folder, dude, of uh, probably blackmail that my mom could use against me. If like these videos I used to make when I was like little, little, and it's awful, man. So humiliating. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great, man. That's good stuff. Uh, one of my favorite music videos is Ed Sheeran's photograph. Have you, you seen that? Oh yeah. Jeez. That's a, that's an old one. That's like one of yeah. his first songs, right? Or maybe one of his first, like more popular songs. I think it's one of the more popular, but it shows him growing up playing his music on the streets and like the process of like the family love he had too. It's cool. It was, it was yeah, his is less, his was less cringe than mine. Mine was super cringy. It was just one of those ones you just like, you like kind of want to look away while you're watching it. <laughs> yeah. Like, so with, with everybody who's watching right now, Calvin has blessed my life tremendously as a fitness coach. Um, he's not even my fitness coach, but he's just such a great listener and, and, Again, I am constantly talking to fitness people and people in the coaching space, et cetera. I am floored at what a servant's heart he has, how well studied he is in regards to pain management and breaking free. And I mean, I just, I can't wait to see your business explode. Um, one thing I want to do to help that though, let's get your name over here adjusted to your last name. Uh, so that's on there too, as well as your brand name. Is that okay with you? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, there's a little button down there. Uh, we can handle Calvin. You, you got it. Perfect. We'll get that on there. And uh, <clears throat> what's the, um, why, why did you start doing once you, once you're done with that, why did you start doing what you do for people health wise? Man, I wish it was a better story, dude. Um, <laughs> you have a great story. Don't put that down. I love your I just, story. I wanted to get out of what I was doing because I did not like the boss. Oh, that's fair too. <laughs> so like, that's a I could, story. I, yeah, I could like, you know, put myself on this pedestal of like this person who is motivated because I used to be fat and, you know, I really wanted to help people and I just have this servant's heart. I'm such a good heart, but really in reality, I just don't like being told what to do. And uh, I don't like stupid people. So I was like, I've seen both those in action, actually. I think <laughs> that's yeah. why we sometimes have a, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, so no, I like that. Okay. So that's, that's why you do the, the work that you do. Um, but that is so polar opposite of everything that I know about you. So that's so weird. <laughs> no, how does, I, that, how does it coincide with your servant's heart? It's funny to talk about that stuff because I think at the end of all of it, you know, we do like to pretend that we have these deep, profound reasons, but I just like changing the narrative. You know, there probably is some good in me, you know, that I'm doing some of this stuff, but I think it's also funny when people see the authentic aspects of a human being. That's not just like, oh, I just, I have this amazing story and I'm so passionate about this and that. It's like, look, man, I love Jesus. If I was pushing shopping carts at HEB, I would be working hard. If I was doing what I'm doing now, I'd be working hard. So it's like, if you have to have this like amazing, crazy story, which is, you know, it's fun to have those stories. It's cool to tell these stories, but and your narrative, you know, makes up a lot of who you are. It's important to have a, a 
and present yourself with a very specific narrative of yourself because you know that that does determine a lot of the outcomes but at the end of it you have to be authentic with yourself and just be like you know what i was working as a light bulb guy i didn't really want to be the light bulb guy anymore and i was working a lot and i wasn't really really getting paid for it and i thought that'd be cool to be paid for doing fitness stuff so that's why i switched you know and just sent it so, oh my goodness, you you have an insane amount of depth to you, and yet you have the ability to be incredibly relatable too. How the how do you do that? I don't know. All right, welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm so excited to have Calvin Lingenberg on today. We met under a strange circumstance that was so powerfully cool. And then I dove into his brain on fitness and knowledge. And I had a back surgery. For those of you who don't know, like, I don't, I know, I might look like either a, a, a I'm a skinny fat guy. You see, see. Um, and I might look like I'm in super shape um, to some people and, and young and fit, but I had that back surgery and it's really, it, I have a lot of pain. Um, and so here I met, meet Calvin and he's just another fitness buff in my eyes, you know, and, and then, you know, we go, we rock this podcast together and all of a sudden we're both talking about Jesus like nonstop. And I'm a little worried for the host. I'm like, poor host. Um, you know, he, 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 he didn't know what he got himself into when he put us two on the stage together. <laughs> and so we turned the whole business podcast religious. Um, and then from there we went out and I brought up my, my pain that I have in my back and, and my lack of workout ethic, if you will. Um, and decided to give him the chance that I give to, that I've given to more than a hundred fitness coaches, all of which, are lovely people, but we're not the type of person who could help me and drive me in, uh, to move forward with what I need. And they didn't understand how to adjust for the limitations of my back. Calvin has crushed it. I'm super impressed. So before I bring him on stage, I do want to talk about these sponsors real quick. And today's going to be a fast version. Cold Click. Cold Click is what we use for LinkedIn automation. Uh, the top of your funnel is supposed to be distribution. That means you're supposed to be getting attention from as many people as you can, not so that you're the loudest person in the room and so that you're in people's faces. If you have automation helping you with you that, the good news is the right people will be attracted to your message and they will filter towards you and say, hey, I've been looking for something like this. That's what you want. You want to have genuine relationships that are built around the ability to serve those who recognize what it is you're capable of doing. You do have to get messaging on point for that too. That's where perhaps a brand like First Class Business comes in handy. Simply Fast Websites. Simply Fast Websites is just what it is. If I had had a resource when I started out where I could buy a website for $179, I probably wouldn't have done too much research. I probably would have just said, hey, Shane, do me a favor, $179 website. Here's what I need. Bam, sent it, get it done. Why? So I can move forward and work on my actual brand by putting myself out in the market. The website's just one small portion of that. I've invested thousands, I don't regret that. I've invested hundreds of hours too. But when it comes to getting started, if you're at that position where you don't quite know what to do, you need to get something launched, I highly recommend you check that out as a resource. And before we move in to uh, talk about Calvin and what he does as a coach and what his vision is, uh, I wanna talk about the water project. We have access to clean drinking water every single day. There are millions of people in the world who do not. 
we have an opportunity to also give back and help those people with their circumstances. And whether you choose to give a dollar to do that or $10,000 to do that, or you choose to simply simply share this message, you might share it with people who share it with people, et cetera, and who actually make the difference. But what's really cool is when you give to this particular organization, they show you the community that you're helping out and you get to see the process of what they're going to do for that community. And you get to see the outcome too, because they take pictures of that. I also uh, talked to the organization about potentially going out and taking a camera crew with me um, to, to be on site for one of these borehole wells or sand dams. And that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. But they also said, well, you may want to do a different project for that because they choose areas of Africa that are incredibly remote and hard to get to. They look for those places first because those are the people who are most underserved in areas. And I was like, wow, that's profound too. So it's really neat to get involved in, in different types of causes. If you know a cause you'd rather turn our attention to, do not hesitate to drop that in the comments. we got 8 billion people in this world to help, and I would love your help in doing that. Now, before I bring Calvin on stage, he did this awesome video as well. We're going to put this on because I just love to see his personal transformation. He knows what it's like to have a health transformation. Oh, hey, I'm Coach Cal. Yep, that's me on the horse. I'm a men's health and fitness coach. But first, that was me. And so was that. And that. And that. And yep, that's also me. But now, this is me. Also me. Yes, these are all me. Now, you're probably wondering how I went from this to this. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter because what matters is how I help him get to this and him get to this and her and him and all these other people who I paid to write nice things about me. Want me to tell you my secret? Well, it's simple. Small, intentional change over a long period of time yields true, lasting results. So are you in it for the quick fix or are you in it for the long haul? Dude, that was... Awesome. I just, I love everything about the messaging you did for that. I don't see 20 year business and marketing veterans putting a video together that well. And you did it after talking to me between me on the show. It's been like, I don't know, you did it in like four days after talking, maybe four hours. Uh, something. I don't know. Just put, it was videos. crazy. It was crazy. I know you, you got this humble downplay about you, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rock it for you and be like, Nope, this guy is the champion of, of all things. Um, Calvin, who do you think right now for the sake of, of your vision and what you're going to share, we're talking about vision, we're talking about your experiences with health and wellness, who should be listening and why should they listen to you? Man, first and foremost, dude, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you. Um, yeah, that was so cool that we were on that podcast together. I, I think like when I saw you, I was like, they should change this guy's name to Jackson Chameleon because I did my research on you. And when I say I did my research on you, I mean, I completely stalked you. You know, I was like, all right, who's this Jackson guy who we do a podcast on? And I like see all these pictures. I'm like, is this the same guy? Sometimes he has like glasses sometimes. And then I walk in and you're like eight feet tall, dude. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that. So yeah, dude, you're you're you were a coat of many colors, I guess. That's right. All kinds of versions. So yeah, man, thanks you know, for having me. You gotta mix it up. What was the question again? Who <laughs> <laughs> so who should be listening and why should they listen to you? I don't know, man. Um oh, I think I think the main thing why people should listen to me is because I know enough to know I don't know a lot, you know. I think that, you know, that's the thing that's really, really important when you're listening to anybody is do they tell you something just because they want you to hear that? Or are they telling you that because that is something that you need to hear, you know? And I just yeah. try to provide, you know, different perspectives for people. I'm not going to hear and tell you that this is the answer. This is the way I'm just going to provide my experience. 
you know, share what I have to share what I have to offer. And if that hits you, then boom, take it and run with it. You know, I'm, I'm nobody special. That's what I, that, that wow. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what I saw, but I can't say that to what you said at the end there. It sounds bad. You're nobody special. That's what I yeah, saw. You're right. You're not special at all. You're, you're <laughs> I saw you be an extremely proactive listener. So you're right. You, you didn't, you, you don't try to force anything on anybody. You just were there in the moment with me. And then as I talked to you about my woes and humdrums of, of exercise, um, man, you followed up on text message and you followed up again. I know it's not because you're desperate for the business. I've tried to, I was like, well, I'm ready to pay you. And you're like, okay, cool. Whenever you want to. Um, and you were just like genuinely there for me. And then we just, we just kept this texting thing up and I was talking about business. You're talking about health, but seriously, the amount of, of knowledge that you had about my core problems with, with my back in addition to the mindset struggle of being motivated to, to work, I've been working out almost every single day since we met. Hmm. Almost daily. I have it's not done that in a long, long time. That, that last time I was that consistent was 2018 or 19. Dude, come on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah dude. Hide you, for yourself, dude. You, you awesome. helped me crush it, man. Um, so, so here's my question for you then. What is your vision for those that you serve? Man, if only we could rewind and I could like video you really quick saying that I'm an active listener and I could show that to my wife and be like, see, ah. see, <laughs> oh, boy. I need to get that on. But yeah, what is, what is my vision? It's recorded. For- You're good. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go back and steal that clip. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What is my vision for the people that I serve? Um, man, like I have this vision of like a, a family, you know, and um, when I say like a family, this is something that uh, this is, you know, something, you know, it's kind of a business minded podcast. So one of the limiting beliefs that I've really had to let go of mm-hmm. is that results, re- results require relationships. And what I mean by that is, yes, it's important, right? Yes, it's important for us to have a relationship with the people that we serve, right? Um, I think one of the other limiting beliefs that kind of ties into that is people buy from their friends, you know, you always hear kind of this, this notion that, man, you just have to go out there and, you know, be really, really good friends with people and like, they love you and you love them and then they'll buy from you. It's like, that's not really what it's about, right? People Mm -hmm. buy from people they trust, right? Results don't require relationships. Well, they do, but the more prominent principle behind that is results require trust, right? So, you know, for me is I want like a community of like, when I say family, I want a community of trust, you know, just a community that we're all kind of moving towards the same thing. And I think another thing that I've learned that, uh, has been really important is when I was working with my dad at the light bulb industry in the light bulb industry, right? There is this saying, the customer's always right. You know, I took that into my training. I took that into my coaching and I would, uh, serve my clients. Right. Um, and that was really good. That's helpful. It's good that we serve people. It's important to do that. Um, when, especially when we don't get anything out of it, like that's really important. That's what we're called to do. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Um, yeah. I don't want to just say, however, you know, but there is this, this aspect when you're trying to get a desired outcome, a specific result, it takes two, you know? So I don't like this whole like idea and notion that the client is always right, because I would never say the coach is always right. Right. 
So Amen. I, I come in there and I provide my, my, my history, my expertise, my specialization, the things that I've observed. And I've been doing this for a while so I can provide things. But then the client also provides things. I'm not in their body. So, you know, when you tell me something like Calvin, my back hurts, this hurts. I have no choice but to actively listen because if I want to help you, that's what's required. You know, I have to really dig into what you are telling me because that is really, really important. So what is my vision for the people that I serve? I want a family. Like I want a group of people that are all fired up about the same thing. They're all fired up about Jesus. They're all fired up about, you know, not settling for average in their, in their fitness. And they also love sports. You know, I'm like, I'm hyped about, I I love competing. I love sports. I don't want to ever give up sports. Um, what that looks like, you know, that'll, that'll different, you know, how I age or it'll vary, uh, the more I age, but still, I just, I want to compete. And I I think it's so sad when these guys just kind of give up on their health and they give up, you know, the things that they love doing because they're in pain, you know, and it doesn't have to be like that. It's just, you just, you just got to, you got to have the right insight. You got to have the right knowledge and you just got to apply that, you know, it's, and some people, they just don't have that. So that's what I want to do. That's what I want to provide for the people I serve a family and people who are all hyped about the, the same thing. I love it, man. So let's talk about some of those, uh, either certifications or learnings that you've had along the way, what quantifies you or qualifies you to talk about these aspects, you know, for people who just, you know, who like that, that paper that's on the wall that says you have a degree or whatever. I don't have one of those, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, um, quantify that however you can do the best thing is like results, man. Like I've just, I've gotten people results and I will say this, I failed a lot. I failed a lot of, of people and that's, that's taught me a lot. And I've learned from those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't consider those failures because I've learned from them, but in reality is like, I've, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for seven years and, you know, on my profiles, I've been, you know, I have 11 K plus hours doing this, you know? Um, and then we'll talk about results. Um, I mean, just to give an example, like I had this one guy, he was doing PT for, I think he was doing it for four months, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a meniscus tear, ACL tear, and he just wasn't seeing any results, right? His knee was still swollen. Um, he just had, I mean, you go to PT, they kind of give you this cookie cutter program. Um, and they're just like, all right, get in there, get out. You know, some PTs are good. Um, so he came to me because, you know, he, I was my friend. He knew that I, I, um, you know, he had my own meniscus tear without surgery. Uh, and so he, you know, just asked if, if I, he could come in f- just for a quick, you know, uh, session. And in the first session, he was just instantly sold because we did some of the, we did some of the maneuvers, did some of the techniques, did some of the strength and flexibility exercises. And it wasn't like he was instantly cured, but he was just like, this is it. Like, this is like, I literally walk out of here feeling better. He could feel you know? the difference. It, it's instantaneous, you know? And mm-hmm. I've had, I mean, there's a, there's even some more, you know, that hit closer to home, like my own dad, like he was, he was running for, uh, training for a marathon. It was his first marathon. And, uh, he just started to have this really, really weird, like lateral knee pain, you know, and he didn't know why it was, but it was going to stop him from running. Like he couldn't, he legitimately couldn't run anymore. So I, you know, introduced him to some of these methods, introduced him to some of the things that have helped people in the past. And lo and behold, I think it was four months after that, he runs this marathon, you know, and he's, he's out there hiking mountains. And, you know, every single time I see him like, Hey, how's that knee doing? He's like, Hey, it's feeling pretty good. You know, sometimes here and there, I got to do the exercises again, keep up with it. But you know, that's like, that hits close Life to home. changing. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause it's my dad, you know, that's cool right. because I get to witness it. Like some of my other clients, it's like one of my clients, um, Elaine, right. So, um, she came to me and she, w- she was one of the friends that, you know, buys something from a friend, you know, like, 
Mm-hmm. Like if you buy something from your friend who uh, owns an ice cream shop, you're like, Hey, can you put a little extra sprinkles on there? You know, you're just kind of doing them a favor, you know? So right. she, she was kind of doing me a favor. Like, all right. And she was, she was my mom's friend. So she was like, all right, you know, let's help out Kelly's son in his new little fitness business, whatever. And so, you know, she had all these, all this pain and uh, back pain, you know, knee pain, stuff like that. So she started working through this stuff, dude. Now she lives on a farm and she works on a farm 24 seven. Like that's Ah. what she does. So, I mean, before like, like it's labor intensive, it's crazy. Right. And she does it without pain. Like that's like, it's like, it literally has changed her life. Right. Like, it's not just like, oh yeah, I kind of helped her like (laughs) fix her, fix her knee pain. The reason why she's doing what she does now is because, you know, of, of the stuff that I taught her. It's so stinking cool, man. It's amazing. Um, my wife, my wife, she wore a knee brace, um, all the way. I mean, probably through middle school, something like that. Uh, when we met, she, and that's how, that's how I met my wife. I was, I was her coach. So, you know, (laughs) not the greatest of stories, but still that's a story for another time. But anyways, like, you know, um, last time she had gone skiing, like she couldn't really ski, you know, most of the days because like her, her knee was hurting so much. So, uh, we went skiing, Jesus now a couple of years ago, probably now, but, um, we, we kind of trained for it, you know, I was like, all right, let's try these techniques. Let's do this exercise. Let's get to the standard of this exercise because this is really good for skiers, knee pain and stuff like that. And we went out and skiing. and she was like skiing circles around everyone, you know, and it's just like, this is so cool. Um, man, I, I just did a post recently about one of my football players that I coached. He was a quarterback and, uh, he he's going to punt the ball because in high school, they're also punters. Someone comes in and crashes into his leg. Right. Oh. And, uh, this kid's amazing. Right. I, I don't take a lot of credit for this kid. Cause he's just, he's, he's got the craziest work ethic ever. And he's, he's grown up in a family where they're all like really athletic. Um, but he, he was super dedicated. He hit the standards on a lot of the exercises that I gave him. And we just knew that he was really strong and durable. You know, he had all the kind of components. So someone comes in on his leg and he, uh, had a tibial fracture, right? And when they went into the, went into the x-ray, they had to do the x-ray multiple times or the MRI multiple times because they're like, they were so surprised that there was no damage to like the ACL or any of the mm-hmm. like tendons and things, because with that type of force, like the force that was able to fracture his tibia, right? Like it wasn't, it wasn't should have done other damage. damage. Should have had other damage. So they were so confused as to why that was, but then they're, you know, they chalk it up to he's young. And, and again, I'm, I don't take, I don't take credit for that because I don't think that you can prevent, you know, traumatic injuries like that. But all I'm saying right. is like, this guy's put in the work to create this environment within his body that gives him, that gave him the best chance, you know, when that, you know, crazy stuff happens. So just like results, man, like if I don't have like much, like if you want to talk about credibility, like I can give you some of my credentials, some of my mentors that I've worked with. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, Here you go. let's just get results, man. I think you nailed it. Um, I, I'm totally fine with that. In fact, one of my, one of my, one of the funnest clients to work with when I was at, and I know it's not a word, um, but at video power marketing um, was Samantha Skelly and Sam had no credentials for being a health and wellness coach or a nutritionist. And she had a program to help women overcome binge eating disorders. Hmm. She had done it herself. She had overcome it. And so a lot of dietitians absolutely hate her. Um, and a lot of people who have their certifications absolutely despise, you know, her uneducated program, yet she drives so many great results for so many women. Um, and you know, it's just kind of a mic drop opportunity for her because she gets people and Mm. you, you just, you get people and you're super dedicated to your craft as well. And I, so I see a lot of her in you. 
Um, you definitely look different, but um, that's a different conversation for a different podcast. <laughs> Not as pretty. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess it's each on their own and their taste. What's your vision for you, Calvin? Man, what's my vision? I don't know, dude. I, I have a long a, way to go. So feel free to. Yeah, I'm I'm 20. I'm 20 in the mid 20s, dude. You know, like I, I'm like, I'm a visionary. You know, like I, I think of all these like crazy ideas, you know. Um, but again, I love sports, man. I love, I, I got my disc golf uh, thing right there. I got, you know, Star Wars, you know, um, I think like the ultimate thing that I want is I want to be like a really good dad, you know, cause I yeah. had, a, I had a great dad, dude. And, uh, the things that I remember about my dad were that when he was throwing the football with us in the street, you know, when he was playing, uh, sleeping bag football, you know, we had to get around and he would like tackle us and stuff. Just like being active, you know, sleeping bag football, sleeping bag football, man. What a legendary sport. Oh, legendary I sport. know about this. Well, we'll have to talk about this after. So I, I have that <laughs> yeah. in my catalog. But yeah, I think just just being a dad, I think that's great. But, you know, this is one of the things, too. I don't want to limit myself, you know, with my vision as well, because um, we have yeah. a nephew that comes over and he comes over like every uh, Saturday night, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like you have so many things that you can give to people like that's that are outside of just like your finances, you know? So it's like, man, like I can still invest in people now. Like I don't have to wait to, uh, impact people, you know, I don't have to wait till I have kids to impact people, you know? Um, so it's just cool, man. I just, I enjoy impacting people. I enjoy fitness. I love playing basketball. I'm a, I, I mean, I'm obsessed with basketball, man. I love it. I love, I love watching it. I don't really, you know, watch very many sports. I just don't have time for it. Yeah. But um, I, I love basketball. Basketball is great. I love all sports. I love pickleball, disc golf, soccer. I'll play it all, man. I love it. Yeah, anything with a ball. I'm, I'm I was the same way. So mm-hmm. thank goodness you're helping me get back on track with the the health aspect. I would go out today and play and hurt myself. Like I have to be very <laughs> careful to remind myself. Nope, just go on your walk. Just do your basics. Like get yourself back in a really good shape. Um, mm-hmm. and then and then we can start experimenting with that again. But I cannot wait to. That's the hard part. I can't wait to get back on the court. Mm. So, yep. Got to Anyway, we'll keep working on that. Were you a um, shooter? What What did you do? Did you play uh, point guard? I mean, you're pretty they, tall. They so. call me JJ Redick at Lifetime Fitness. Nice. And so, yeah, three and D. Um, you know, was oh, yeah. my, my go to. Um, I can guard one through five. Um, so not at the NBA level. Golly, those guys are huge. But, um, <laughs> you know, up to about up to about six nine, I'm good. I can nice. I, I I can pretty much keep a person scoreless. Um, so. Not anymore, but I was like, all right. So there's that. Um, I I don't get into the sports conversations that much anymore. I I miss it. Um, It sucks because you're like, man, I want to talk about these sports things, but I don't do them anymore. And so now I just sound like a has been letterman. Oh man, I I let myself get into that. Right. So Mm. uh, we, uh, yeah, it's time to get me back out there. One step, your, one step at a time. Uh, that's right. So what normally in the next, uh, in the next segment, we go over worst business experience ever. Oh. Um, we've also, we've also got a shift with that question coming up though. We're going to be changing it to what's your worst leadership experience ever. Um, so I think that's also more relevant for somebody like yourself um, because well, and really for anybody, because if we're not, we're not in tune with great leadership, then as business owners, we're really missing the point to begin with. So this is more core to the objective of, of helping vision pros. So you get to be the first one to, to 
to hop into this into this question. What's your worst leadership experience ever? All right. Well, what better example to use in yourself, right? <laughs> so <laughs> by far worst leadership experience ever. Um, I would say just the first one that came to mind is I was I was coaching uh, this one gal and she was a really busy mom, right? And this is, you know, kind of earlier on in my in my coaching uh, training kind of career. And um, I just didn't listen to her. I didn't listen to what she needed and I was telling her what she needed. And what I mean by that was just, you know, she had games to take her kids to. Uh, she had, you know, stuff that she was doing that was just pulling her in all different directions, you know? And what, what did I do when she told me these things? I told her, okay, well, here's more stuff to do. Here's four days of workouts. Here's, here's an, an extra day of workout. Cause you're not getting the stuff done, right? She wasn't right. getting the stuff done that I was telling her to do. And so I was, I was, I wasn't meeting her where she was at. And that's right. like the biggest thing that I took from that is like, man, like that's, that's the worst thing you can do is you can't, it like when you don't meet someone where they're at and you meet them where you want them to be, or like you have these expectations of them that don't meet their expectations. So I would say that was a major fail. And then I would also mm -hmm. say that, um, there was one time I was talking to this client and we were in the middle of a session and we were talking about protein. And, um, she was like, I had mentioned something about how much protein she should be eating. And she asked me like, Oh yeah, I'm eating this much. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, you should be eating this much. Right. She's like, really? I didn't know that. I was like, how did you not know that? You know, like that's uh, like, like, we've been training for a year and a half now and we haven't gone over those really basic details. So I think that that's really what kind of got me into like kind of the avenues that I am now is like, man, I got to really make sure that I do my due diligence on the front end to number one and make sure I know where somebody is at so I can meet them where they're at. And then number two, make sure they have the basic tools and information necessary on the front end to uh, carry out and achieve a you know high quality result. Well said. And I'm going to go back to example number one, because you expose the reality that that you became self-aware of that issue. Um, did you do that by yourself or did somebody else help you analyze and realize um, that you weren't meeting her where she was at? How did you, how did you uncover that and accept it? I think she helped me. She helped me a lot, <laughs> okay. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, she was just like, dude, like I can't do all this. And I think it was just that realization. It's like, like, I really want my people to get results, you know? And so I, you just gotta be a problem solver, you know? Um, I don't, I think that maybe that's the thing is like most people, they want to be problem solvers, but they don't want to admit when the problem's them, you know? So I'm, I'm willing to be a problem solver, even if the problem's me, like, let's, let's, let's solve this thing. So I found it. I was like, well, she's not the problem me, you know? Um, and then I'm not wow. saying that the client's never the problem, but there's sometimes the client's the problem. And then sometimes you have to be introspective and just say, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh man, the, the confidence, um, that, that people have the opportunity to develop to get to that same level of being able to just own it and say, man, this is, I'm not, I'm either not capable to do this or wow, I'm really not doing this well. Um, just being able to own it, sit in it and then, and then move forward, find the solution within that's so powerful. Well, well said, man. Um, all right. So what's, what's your best leadership experience? What's that mm. look like? Man, this is a good question. And this can be you. This this could be somebody who's who's. I got one. I got one. 
So we're, uh, it's my brother's bachelor party, older brother's bachelor party. And we're doing this power park fitness thing. My older brother, he was, uh, he's not really into like American Ninja Warrior, but we're all kind of, let's go do something active, you know? So there's this power park fitness thing and there's these obstacles, you know, like every, I don't know, 20 meters or something like that. You know, you got to do a rope climb, you got to carry this stuff. So uh, we go there and one of the obstacles is you got to carry this, you know, a really, really heavy bag uh, up this hill and around. And then, you know, that's the obstacle, you know, it's not like super tiring, but whatever. Uh, you just, you just carry this bag and you go up around. So anyway, I'm running with my friend and my friend, I got good quality friends, dude. I have great friends. That's something I'm super blessed with. So one of my friends, he's in the air force right now, actually. So he's, he's kind of running next to me. And then, um, forget who it was. I think it was my little brother. I don't want to call out my little brother on this one, but I think it was my little brother. <laughs> and yeah, he's, he's like, he's like running next to me. He could have been someone else, but he didn't want to like carry the bag. Like he didn't want to do it. You know, he was just like, eh, I just, it's too heavy. Like whatever. I can't do it. So what my friend did, he goes and he grabs his bag. He has his own bag. He runs it by himself, you know, and then puts it down and says, look, I did it for both of us. Now you go and do it. Like if I can do it for both of us, you can do it for you one time, you know? And I think that that was such a, oh, cool. I How the that, heck did that happen? I don't know. That was cool. That's that new. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Maybe it's a new update. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was the coolest form of, like, I just, I just remember that one. Like, that's the first one that popped in my brain because like leadership is so uh, example driven, you know, like I've, yes. I don't qualify anyone as a leader that's not willing to do it themselves. You know, and it's it's really, really hard to take someone seriously when they have no idea what what it feels like or what it even is to experience that. It's not to say I don't listen to people if they haven't experienced that because you can learn anything from anybody, right? Um, but the reality is like, man, I really value those people that have been there, they've done it. And yeah, I just thought that was a great, great example of leadership that he that he kind of showed. And yeah, my little brother, he picked it up and he did it and he was like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you define that. Um, you, you know, you said that uh, something to the tune of you don't believe that people who who aren't doing it are leaders, but you still give the space. You recognize that there's an opportunity to learn from somebody there. Right. And I look at that kind of like somebody who is an orphan who hasn't become a father yet. Um, right. They may have some profound wisdom about fatherhood, um, Mm -hmm. from what they lacked, right. Or from what they longed to have at the same time, I I believe you're right. They're not necessarily a leader, you know, of like, Hey, here's how you be a father. Um, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean they can't have some of the most profound wisdom for it. So way to, way to pull those two realities together. That was. And the opposite is true too. There's a lot of people who are out there that are doing something, they have no idea why they got to where they're at. And then they give you advice. And you're like, eh, not it. that ain't it, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm a father. I know that feeling. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, and, and we, we make mistakes as we go, right? That you are the problem aspect. Uh, being a father is one of the most humbling realities of, Oh, Nope. It, it's not them. It, it's me. <laughs> I'm the one who needs to do a better job. All right, Calvin, let's pretend that this is the, uh, the last conversation uh, that we get to have and that nobody else is going to hear from you after this. What powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your experience? Take imperfect action, man. 
You know, I think that the longer you wait because you're afraid of like failing, man, you just waste so much time, you know? And when you're in that struggle, dude, like, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was some like Navy SEAL or some book I read somewhere. Maybe someone told me this. I have no idea. But they're like, you know, when you're in those those cold baths, you know, uh, and those are all like popular or whatever. Um, Not with me, but I got you. Yeah, no, they're, they're too cold for me. Anyways, so one of the things that the guy said, like when you're in like that situation, like when it's just like, this is so uncomfortable, right? You tell yourself that this is what cold feels like, right? So one of the things that's really helped me is like, man, this is really hard. Like sometimes marriage is really hard. Sometimes the following Jesus is really hard. Sometimes business is really hard. But when you're in those moments, you can kind of think to the people that have accomplished those things ahead of you. And when they relay their story about the struggle, the difficulty, you can think about, oh, this is what it feels like. You know, this is what it feels like to struggle. This is what cold feels like, you know? And so, you know, for people who don't want to settle for average, um, that's really difficult because that is, you're, you're like, you're usually just always in the fire. You know, you're always questioning yourself. You're always doubting the next mm-hmm. step. You know, it, you never seem to be satisfied with uh, what you've accomplished in some senses. Um, but like, that's just, that's just what it is. You know, like it's hard. It's supposed to be hard. And when you accept that, when you stop like looking for it to be easy, uh, that's like definitely the most powerful thing I can give to people that, you know, are visionaries. It's just like taking some imperfect action, but I think the, one of the best means so you can fix your mindset for taking imperfect action is being willing to say, ah, this is what, this is what it feels like to suck, you know, because then when it's, when, then when it's good stuff, then you can like be like, oh, this is what it feels like to be in the present. You know, this is what it feels like to be on the podium, you know? You have to go, you have to go through that, that hardship, uh, to know what it's like to be on the podium. Cause if, you know, if someone just walks up to you and says, here's a, here's a, a trophy, you know, your first place, right. And it's like, that's amazing. That's awesome. You Incredible. You, you, won, you, know? you won Calvin. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, what is this for? You know, but then you see I have two of those actually. <laughs> yeah. One of them broke. And I was like, Oh, that's fine. That was a lame title anyway. Like it was just like a made up <laughs> trophy that that a yeah. company wanted to include me in, and I was like, oh boy. And this one, this is kind of that too. This is first place at the golf tournament, right? Um, and so it's it's fun. It's a good memory. But I was by far the worst player on that golf team. <laughs> I had out of eighteen nice holes. One, I had one hole that I contributed on and they, I mean, they destroyed the competition. So my one, my one positive stroke didn't add anything to our victory, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> that's right. But no, I don't want a trophy for it. You know, it's like just funny that I got it. <laughs> that's awesome. I, so, but you did, you did drive me way back though on the, let's go back to the, the lesson learned here. Um, you talked about imperfect action and you talked about, you know, knowing that you're also going to be facing storms in life with that imperfect action. You know, that's like a, it's a recipe for a bit of a disaster an immediate disaster, but that's also, it builds the strength. Okay. So you, you like, seriously, it drove me profoundly back, um, to my mission. So I was in Uruguay, um, you know, and, and, you know, we're, we're serving God, you know, at our highest capacities. And, uh, you know, sometimes our highest capacity was quite lame and miserable and we weren't very good at it. Um, but on this particular occasion, I, uh, there was, there was apparently a hurricane, um, and I didn't care. Um, I, I wasn't paying attention to the hurricane. 
I knew I needed to go to my appointment to go see people. And so we go out in this massive rainstorm. Um, and my, like, how bad was it? Um, my umbrella, uh, after we got off the bus to where we were going, I started walking on the highway, my umbrella got shredded like in half. It was, it was, I was like, all right, well, goodbye umbrella. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm singing a hymn, you know, as I'm, I'm walking through the storm, I know my companion is just miserable. He cannot believe that I'm willing to go out <laughs> in the storm and I'm singing songs about God as I trudge through it, remembering the people of the past, the, the pioneers in the case of my church who went across the plains in snow without shoes with a trail of blood behind them to get to their, their get through their challenges. And that's what allowed me to, to sing that song. That's what allowed me to go through that storm and say, you know what, this is what the greats did. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and, and this is my time to, to trudge through my storm and make it happen. So, uh, there's, there's been lots of opportunities in life to seek that. Um, don't go out in a hurricane. That's not my advice. If you're listening, um, you know, th that's probably a little bit too extreme, but you're going to face challenging adversities. And instead of hiding from them, there's often a call to step up. hundred percent. So let's dive into health and wellness a little bit further. Um, you know, if somebody's, uh, and I love this pain-free sets the gain free. Um, right. So you, you've really every time I've talked to you, you've been very careful, been very careful about making sure that I'm doing things that don't disrupt my health even further. Um, you know, there's there's a bigger there's a bigger, more common quote out there. Right. The that no pain, no gain. Mm. Uh, let's talk about those two realities. So when you're when you're. People use phrases, right. Uh and they don't necessarily mean that like when somebody says something like that, it's a hundred percent like truth, you know, it might be true in certain circumstances, you know, but, um, what's true is, you know, subject to change. They're ingredients, on... aren't they? I mean, right. I'll, I'll back you up on that. Like a cake, right? Just cause a cake is sweet does not mean it only has sweet ingredients. Exactly. hundred percent. Great analogy. So, um, pain, like no pain, no gain that kind of speaks to the notion of what we were just talking about right? In order to progress, progress needs pain. Like there is no way around it, right? There's no way to, um, there's no way to, to bypass the difficulty, right? Right. Um, that's a hundred percent true. Um, but what's also true and what's more true with joint pain specifically, and, um, there's two types of pain within the body, right? We have acute pain and we have chronic pain. So acute pain is like injury, you know, something that kind of traumatic that happens. Um, you're jumping up for a rebound, you land on someone's ankle, pop, yeah. you know, chronic pain, you know, you kind of, uh, maybe it's overuse or maybe you just kind of like wake up one day, like, oh, my neck kind of hurts, kind of turns into something else. Or maybe you had that ankle sprain, ankle sprain healed, but then, you know, next couple of years, something in your ankle just kind of, you know, persists, you know? So you those consider arthritis, tendonitis, chronic pains, all, all that stuff. Yep. It's all, it's all, yeah. Just kind of things that, um, just pain. We understand seem insurmountable to a lot of people or they seem hundred percent irreconcilable. Yes. And so the fundamental thing that we have to understand about pain is that it stems from the brain. Okay. So there's multiple studies done that they've done x-rays on people, right? And they look at their knees, for example, and they're like, all right, you got like a torn meniscus. You got like no cartilage there. 
uh, your ACLs like partially torn. There's a guy in the NBA with no ACLs. All right. He was like played for the Spurs, no ACLs. Right. And so they're like, you know, they look at this oh. stuff and they're like, are you in pain? And the person's like, no, I'm not in pain. That's weird. Opposite's also true. Right. There's people that have like, yeah, my knee really hurts. Something just really, you know, terrible. There's something must have happened. You go in there, look, everything's totally fine. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Everything structurally is fine. So that's the first thing we have to understand about pain is that it stems from the brain. So it's a brain problem. It's not always a structural, it's not always a structural problem. Like there could be structurally something wrong there, but what we have to fix is we have to fix uh, how your brain perceives what is going on there. So let's say that somebody has some type of traumatic uh, injury, right? I, I like to use an ankle sprain because basketball players, very common, right? Yeah. So your body is super adaptable. Your body is really durable, but you're also, your body's also very protective. So you have this traumatic injury and your body is going to map out that, okay, this happened, this is bad. And then it's also going to map out physically to protect itself. So it's going to create some scar tissue. It's going to create some, you know, resistance to that range of motion again. Um, and then your brain's also going to map out like, Hey, like remember every single time you jump this way, chill, you know, like remember, remember what happened. There was trauma there. So what you have to do, if you want to get out of pain, you have to train your brain out of pain. So my two-step formula for this is alleviate and load. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is you have to alleviate. This is where pain-free comes in. The pain-free sets the gain-free part. So this is things like, I mean, there's so many alleviation techniques out there. Um, literally moving, dancing, any type of something like this, that is going to help alleviate pain. Literally any type mm. of movement. It does not matter if it feels good, do it. That's going to alleviate the pain, right? So that's going to tell your brain that it's okay. It's totally fine. Some of my favorite forms of alleviation are floss bands for tendonitis um, and breaking up scar tissue. Because what happens when you start to break up scar tissue, when you start to deal with your pain, if you're just pushing through that pain specifically in your joints, then mm you might actually be causing some structural change, but your brain will always send signals that that's a dangerous position. So you 100%, there you go, sneeze. No worries. So you 100% have to, whenever you're doing these movements, you have to be able to regress them to a point where it's like, this almost feels good, you know? Um, so that's the pain-free part. And then we have load. So we have alleviate and then we have load. And we know... Mm that the body is more than just muscles move bones. Okay. So there's this really kind of, uh, I don't know, extreme term called biotensegrity, right? Which basically means that our bodies are more than just muscles moving joints, right? There's more to human movement than that. There's fascia, there's our kinetic energy, there's the water that's inside the cells. We really don't know as much as we think we know about human movement yet. Um, mm. And so one of the things that we have to understand about that and how it uh, correlates with pain is that when you're trying to fix something, it's not just about, you know, fixing the muscles, right? It's not just about that. So this term biotensegrity is just important. Um, and yeah, just that the whole system is really important. So what they found is that the only way to change structurally the integrity of your body is through loading, right? Is through pressure. And that's just, I mean, that's a universal, universal principle. Like that's what I, that's why I like a lot of these things is because they're all, they all stem from universal principles. Like pressure makes diamonds. That's true. 
you know, so you need to load the tissue if you want it to adapt. You need to create tolerance in the tissue if you want it to adapt, but your you cannot do that if your brain is sensing pain. So that's why it's pain-free sets the gains free because first we have to alleviate and then we can actually change the structural integrity of the tissue. So that's that's kind of how I go about pain. And that's where that whole term pain-free sets the gains free comes from. I love it. And <clears throat> for those of you who uh, see that, oh my gosh, Calvin has like an 80 year old mind and a 25 year old body. Um, like I, I just cannot wait to see where life takes us over the next 25 years. Um, you know, and, and the wisdom that you gain throughout your journey, Calvin, I plan on staying very close to that. Um, right now, Calvin's best and the easiest place to access him and what he does is on Instagram. That's simple. Just go to Instagram um, and and uh, long haul coaching. Uh, follow him on there so you can get access. And then, of course, people can private message you on there. That's the best way to contact you. Or is there another way you prefer to be contacted? Yep, that's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, and it's just it's just chocked full of so many great examples and opportunities for how to how to improve your health. Um, Calvin, thank you so much for being on Vision Pros today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we go? No, man, I, I do have some free resources for people that, you know, may want to try some of this stuff out. They're a little bit skeptical. So I have a free uh, six week strength and flexibility program. And uh, I have some guides for, you know, just pain, a pain free guide. And I have a nip knee pain in the in the bud guide. So just different resources Perfect. for people that are free, just, you know, trying to provide as much even outside of Instagram um, to help people. So Absolutely. We will absolutely drop those in the in the landing page as well for this episode. Um, so if anybody's looking for those, you'll find those in the show notes. And uh, Vision Pros, it's been an honor to serve you today. We've had quite a few episodes. I couldn't ask for um, a better fitting guest to, to end my day with. Calvin, your brother from another mother, appreciate you, man. And have a fantastic day yourself. You too, man. Later, dude. Bye-bye. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you.